I remember the guy, and uh, but Ed Cooley is a is an excellent coach. Also, our Aggie fans out there, A and M has fallen down just a little bit, and they're being projected as an eight seed to play against nine seed Illinois. Now, the problem with that being on that line, if they do beat Illinois, they would pro- they would likely play number one seed University of Houston. Those games will be in Birmingham. Aaron, I find this interesting. Guess what region that is? It's the Midwest. That's Kansas City. All right, so the Bears would just uh, could head right back to uh, Kansas City after they got finished taking care of business, hopefully, in Denver. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? Aaron Sexton, right here. Sorry, with we're Matt having computer problems. Mosley. Just give me a second. No, that's that's okay. Uh, I was trying. I was going to try to talk in your ear, but it just something no, no, else no, just popped up. Well, no, it's been a fun day. Just, no, that's fine. That's fine. And if I need to just do my thing, I'm <laughs> happy to do it. Um, I, I don't mind talking. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton, this is the uh, the time of the day. When Aaron takes us through some stories, but he's had some things freeze there in the uh, in the control room. This happens. Aaron, I'll send it back to you in a second. Let me just say this. The conference breakdown right now, as of right now, the Big Ten would have nine schools. The SEC, eight. The Big 12, seven schools. I assume that's West Virginia being the seventh, and that would be Tech, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State missing it. And I uh, and I think that would be okay. I don't. None of those teams right now just jump out at me as oh they have to be in the tournament. ACC five teams, Big East five teams, Pac twelve up to four teams, Mountain West three, the uh, West Coast Conference, WCC two, and the American two. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us? Alabama head basketball coach Nate Oates took blame today for the pregame introduction pat down where walk on. Adam Cottrell patted down freshman forward Brandon Miller before Saturday's win over Arkansas. Oates said his players told him the introduction was simulating a person getting checked by TSA as they clear through security before boarding a flight. He said, quote, the situation is on me. We addressed it as a team. And as soon as I brought it up to them, they immediately understood how it could be interpreted. And we all felt awful about it. Yeah. I mean... That's fine. He continues to have to come back. And one of the reasons he's having to make all these speeches and apologies is because as long as you send a player out there, he happens to be one of the best players in the country, Brandon Miller, a certain lottery pick, along with Keontae George from Baylor, as long as you keep sending him out there to play, you are going to have to be answering questions about this situation. And probably, and again, I know what he said, that he didn't watch the pregame stuff. Somebody probably should have mentioned to the head coach, hey, do you know they do this pat-down thing before every game? I mean, you just, you just like to, you'd like to see some common sense take over. Aaron, I don't know if we always get that from 18, 19-year-olds. All right? I don't think they think through everything. 
So I don't, you know, I, I want to give them grace, but I also want to say to the Alabama program, I mean, they've kind of made a nuisance of themselves with the way they've handled everything. And as I said the other day, Aaron, it might have been yesterday, let them lose in the second round. Let them lose. All right. Generally, the one team, a one seed has to go up, uh, well, always, not generally, uh, an eight or nine seed. And we shall see who the Crimson Tide have to go up against. Aaron, has there ever been a probable number one seed who we have less respect for? And I'm not even talking about the, the, the awful stuff that happened there. I'm just talking about as a basketball team. When you go to the Lloyd Noble Center and you let Porter Moser beat you by 30 or 26, whatever it was, it's hard to have, like, great respect for that program, although they've had a great year. And apparently the SEC is better than we give it credit for because they're going to send eight teams to the tournament. You know what, though, Aaron? It's easier to send all those teams to the tournament when the bottom of your league is horrible. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when when there's like four or five teams in your league that have zero chance, and that's different in the Big 12. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say Oklahoma State's great or Tech's great, but they're they're worthy. They're worthy opponents. Even Oklahoma can jump up and bite you occasionally. Porter, uh, boy, Porter put on a night. Aaron, did you notice that recently? Porter Porter changed his look up a little bit. No he, more schmediums. He went away from the tight golf shirt, and he had like a – tell you what he had on. He had a nice dark blue dress shirt with a sport coat on. Aaron, I'm going to a high school game tonight. Should I do that? Should I put a sport coat on just weird everybody out? <laughs> Why is Mosley in a sport coat? Most of them know what I do and know there would be no reason for me to be in a sport coat in a studio. Oh, man. All right, Aaron, uh, what else do we have? There were multiple reports yesterday, and these aren't new. There's been similar reports for the last six months, but these are from two new places, neither of which I'm sure about, but I'll just mention in general that the Big Ten is not through expanding. The uh, Saturday tradition, Matt Hayes was one of the, people that reported it and he said that an industry source told him if anyone thinks the Big Ten isn't coming back for more they're not following along his article and you can find it online basically he's saying that the Pac-12 is done that the Big Ten was never going to stop at just USC and UCLA because it didn't make sense to have them on an island as far as the non uh, revenue or non I don't want to say non revenue sports but besides men, uh, men's and women's basketball and football, you're talking about tremendous travel costs for all the other sports. And his article is basically saying it's only a matter of time. And if that happens, then obviously the other schools would be looking for another conference, which there's been also six months of talk about the four corner schools to the Big 12. All right. Where can we find this article that you're talking about? There were actually two, but the one that had the most detail was a Matt Hayes of Saturday Tradition, which I had never heard of before I read the Yahoo story on his story about I like realignment. That. I may go write for the Saturday Tradition. I like 
I'm just going to start making up random names like that. Um, Aaron, I did want to share, and we got time if you have a couple, if you have another one, um, that uh, I I like that Keontae George, and we know Baylor's a big-time program, but even even the fact that uh, um, the, you know, that he was out with an ankle sprain was like huge front page ESPN.com news. In fact, I just went to it, and it's still out there. And um, that, that just tells you how big time he is. It says George is averaging 16.3 points per game, which is fifth among Division One freshmen. Now, Aaron, I think when you get hurt in a game in which you only play like four minutes, you should not have to count that. That, that should not count against your uh, points per game. All right, this is Mosley Advanced Metrics. All right, it's and so that's just, yeah. It's you fun. like that rule? Well, yeah, because I have a similar rule uh, when it comes to fantasy football about taking their scoring averages of games, and I'll take out games where they got injured and didn't play the whole game because it doesn't give you a clear picture of how they actually performed when they were healthy. All right. That, now, that is interesting, Aaron. I'm glad uh, everything goes back to fantasy with you. <laughs> um, the one other thing I had for you, Aaron, there's a college football thing that was of interest to me. And, and, and you're a huge stats guy and into this kind of stuff. It was the college football team's turnover luck during the 2022 season. Um, and... And, and, you, and you, you find out the teams that had the most luck when it comes to, like, fumble recovery rates and, and the interception to breakup ratio. And what they're trying to determine is which teams just had, like, great luck in that area and which teams had horrible luck. And good news, by the way, for Texas A&M. Looks like they had, let's see where, where we are here. Um, some teams also throw particularly catchable interceptions. Every offense ends up with a number of passes defense. But here are the eight teams that saw opponents pick off at least 30% of passes def- of pass deflections. This is a list you don't want to be on. Aaron, Oregon State, number one. Number two, Navy. Number three, Rutgers. Now these I, I find these kinds of things fascinating. Now I was wrong, Aaron. This is this is the teams that, upon which they um, they the the god of dropped interceptions smiled on the most. Texas A and M. So even though Texas A and M had a really down season, everybody was dropping what should have been certain interceptions. Texas A&M was among the luckiest teams in the country when it came to dropped interceptions. All right, Aaron. I, I, thought, I just thought, Aaron, I saw that story today, and that just sounded like something you would like. Turnover luck. All right. and uh, That's why they had such a bad year. And the greatest, the greatest team as far as turnover luck, USC. And people might say, where did Baylor rank among Turnover luck, number 94 in the country. Aaron, that would not be very good. Only 131 teams qualify, 
and uh, the Bears did not have much turnover luck. But that means maybe next year they'll bounce back in that area. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We've got a lot to get to, including Nikki Collin. Boy, 520 today, you'll get to hear our exclusive conversation with Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance. That is next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears close the regular season Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting Iowa State. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Goodfeet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Goodfeet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Goodfeet. The Goodfeet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show. Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. 
Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, yes, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show on a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, it's been fun to have some Major League Baseball going on, uh, spring training. Always loved going to Surprise and see the Rangers. Did that for many years for ESPN 103.3. We had a great, we had some great trips there. And today, um, Kumar Rocker, who uh, obviously is uh, hopefully going to be a big part of the Rangers' future, he was coming in to pitch the eighth inning. Uh, he faced the minimum in the eighth, allowed a leadoff single to Grant Levine, and then got a fly out to right field and then a 4-3 double play to, to end the inning. 13 pitches, uh, and then it topped 95 on the stadium gun. I don't think that was – I think he only had threw 13 pitches in the inning is what the uh, writer is saying. Now, Jack Leiter came in to pitch the sixth inning today. And Leiter faced the minimum in his first inning of the spring. Um, he hit the first batter he faced, the second the second uh, pitch that he threw. And then there was a caught stealing, strikeout swinging on Nolan Jones, 95 miles per hour in a ground out. Ten pitches, uh, he hit 95 on the stadium gun four times. All right, so especially early in spring training, velocity seems to be pretty good. And this is uh, this is possibly the future of the Rangers uh, pitching staff. And obviously we know with some of the huge deals that they did, uh, who's going to be pitching this year. But this is the future. And so anytime some of those big-time prospects come up and pitch in spring training, you want to take a peek and see how they did. Now, Marcus Simeon went three for three today, double, two singles, run scored. Aaron, I was looking at another game. I'm a sick fan for the, of the Pirates. I mean, I, there's no great explanation other than I've loved them since I was a kid. So I'm at least taking a peek at what they're up to. And today the Pirates were playing somebody, and the game ended. But the team they're playing, I think Baltimore, wanted to play the bottom of the ninth. They just wanted to, you know, sometimes you you have that option. Well, the umpires said, to heck with y'all, we're gone. You know, the game's over. I mean, y'all, you know, there's no reason to play uh, the bottom of the ninth. There is, there's, you know, the game's over. And, Aaron, they they played without umpires. And I I was listening in on it, and the – the uh, the catcher was calling balls and strikes, so and he was doing it. He was saying ball. I mean, wow. he was playing it straight. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I just thought that was kind of an interesting, an interesting way to end things uh, today. Now, uh, Aaron, I I can't, and we'll we'll hear from Nikki Collin. Man, that was fun last night. Um, Dariana, uh, little Paige Bugs came off the bench. Aaron, guess how long it took her, it took Nikki to get her in the game? All of one minute. All right, she came off the bench within one minute, and she just, she just played so tough. 
one of the injuries that Texas had, and then and the, the woman came back, the young lady came back. Bugs was just so strong that the, the, the player just got thrown down. And she was a big, tall, great post player. Gaston, she's a big player. Big, and, and, and Darianna, who's a freshman and is not that tall. I mean, again, and they kept talking about how Caitlin Bickle was a center in that game. Like, she doesn't play center. I mean, she plays anything you want her to play. She can sometimes guard center. She can guard the point guard. They put her on the point guard sometimes in that game. Man, that was fun to go into Texas where they were getting ready to cut down the nets and walk away with the win. Let's be honest. When this team lost four straight games, we kind of thought this thing, the season was pretty much over. And they got a win against TCU. They got a win against Tech at home. And then they go and beat Texas on the road. This this team is hard to figure. They really are. The one thing we know, they have talent and they have toughness. And and you'll hear Nikki talk about how it's almost mental warfare when you're playing against the University of Texas in a Vic Schaefer team. Love how they stood up. And and played in this game. It it just it, I think it means a lot to the fans of the program, the fans of Nikki Collin. You know, a couple of games ago, she expressed frustration. She was hearing some of the negativity of people doubting her, and uh, she's come back strong. She's come back strong, and I'm really excited for her and this program. Now, let's do this, Aaron. Let's let everybody hear from the Baylor women's basketball coach her weekly appearance on the matt mosley show and yes we do address that weird altercation with the texas men's basketball program the other day before the game that does come up and so you'll want to listen to this this is nikki collin she is next it's time now for the baylor sports beat on the home of the bears espn central texas now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, doubleheader wins for the Baylor men's and women's basketball programs, plus baseball back in action tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kickoff 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And welcome back. What a big win for Coach Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball last night in Austin. Baylor knocking off 12th ranked in Big 12 Conference, leading Texas 63-54 the final score. Baylor got a double-double from freshman Dariana Littlepage-Bugs. Named earlier in the day the Big 12 Newcomer of the Week, she had 19 points and 13 rebounds. 17 points on the night by Sarah Andrews. The Bears win it to go to 19-10 on this season, now 10-7 in Big 12 conference play, closing the regular season Saturday at home at 5 against West Virginia. Meanwhile, Scott Drew and the Baylor men playing in Stillwater against Oklahoma State last night. The Bears got off to a fast start and never looked back, leading by 11 at halftime by as much as 19 in the second half. The Cowboys made it interesting late, but the Bears won 74-68 the final score, their eighth consecutive win in Gallagher-Iba Arena. After the game, Bears head coach Scott Drew. Coach, uh, congratulations. Yeah. Had enough in the tank to finish this one. Man, I, we, 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 I think the gas was completely out, and we were cruising to the finish line. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, take away the last four minutes, and uh, we really had a great second half. Uh, last four minutes, they trapped, and uh, um, we, we didn't turn it over. I mean, we had a couple, but we had some wide-open threes. Probably should have gotten to the paint, uh, drawn a foul, gotten a layup, put pressure on the defense because um, – back-to-back and then big Monday games. It's it's a grinder, and you, the legs, especially no Keontae, no Langston, and then you had a couple guys follow out, so uh, uh, we, were, we were tapped. Scott Drew following last night's 74-68 win by the Bears in Stillwater over Oklahoma State, 15 each in the game by Dale Bonner and L.J. Cryer, 14 for Jalen Bridges, 13 by Adam Flagler in the win. The Baylor men closed the regular season Saturday morning at 11 at home against Iowa State. And Baylor baseball back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark. 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the UTSA Roadrunners on the air at 6.15 here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitam Evas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. LeBron James could miss several weeks with the sore foot he hurt in the Mavericks game on Sunday. Lakers are fighting for a play-in spot in the playoffs. Dallas Mavericks host Indiana tonight, 7:20 tip-off. Washington Commanders cut Carson Wentz yesterday. Quarterback C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson will throw at the NFL Scouting Combine on Saturday. Bryce Young will wait for Alabama's Pro Day on March 23rd. Fatal women knock off Texas last night, 63 to 54. The Bears will end their regular season at home on Saturday, hosting West Virginia. Baylor men hang on and beat Oklahoma State 74-68. Baylor men finish at home with Iowa State on Saturday. Baylor baseball tonight hosting UTSA 631st pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball tonight at Gatterman hosting UTA 6 o'clock first pitch, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin joining us now on her weekly appearance. And, uh, Nikki, uh, congratulations to you. Um, this was, uh, this was a, a, a big win for uh, the program. And, I mean, you all been working so hard, and you got on this nice little streak here recently. But, I mean, this, I think, validated a lot of what you all have been doing. And I got to say, you know, I, I got tired early and often in that game, watching it on TV, there was all the talk of, oh, they can clinch. They can get their share of the title. They can do – I mean, that was a enormous storyline. I just have to wonder, did y'all – even leading into the game, did some of that um, – did y'all hear some of that? And did – did you did did uh, did you use that at all as uh, as you were approaching this one? You know, I'm gonna be really, really honest, like I always am on here, and say <laughs> we never ever even brought it up. Um, mm. You know, but we weren't doing the math. You know, we we just were trying to win a key basketball game for us. You know, get a resume builder for us, um, prove that we can compete with Texas, and so. You know, it really wasn't. It wasn't even part of the pregame speech. It wasn't about being a spoiler. It wasn't about any of those things. Um, you know, it was simply about, you know, a, a big, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm i not a big, like, give rah-rah speech person. It's not mm-hmm. that I can't. Um, it's just not 
really, my DNA says, um, you know, and, and I'm certainly emotional and we'll talk about it, but, um, you know, I'm a little bit more of a, hey, this pregame is, is to review what we're doing, why we're doing it, you know, what we're trying to get out of it, you know, just kind of little reminders. Here's how we're playing their ball screens. Here's, you know, when they get in this lineup, like we have to be prepared to do X, Y, or Z. And um, I threw a little bit of that out the window yesterday, um, which goes against a little bit of um, kind of who I am and gave them just a speech, you know, for the most part. And it was about, um, you know, our keys to the game. We usually have five or six and it'll be, you know, limit our turnovers and play with pace and get paint touches and all these things. And, and I really just put the keys up where be tougher than them, you know, be tougher mm. in the full court, be tougher in the half court, be tougher on the boards, like just compete. And so that was kind of the premise of you guys, either, like we just, we have to show up and we've got to, we've got to be tougher, you know, when, when we get bumped, you know, when, when we're being out physical in the post, when we're, you know, they're, they're pushing us off screen. Like we, we just have to be tougher physically, but we have to be just as tough mentally because, um, the toughest part about playing Texas is is there's more, in some ways, mental warfare than there is physical. You know, you know how tough they're going to be. You know that they're going to be in your shorts on every possession. And you know they haven't pressed as much this year, and they certainly haven't pressed very much in conference play. But even when you get in the half court, it's still kind of this physical pressure. And so, you know, it was so the word, um, you know sharing the title or, or playing spoiler was never a part of it. It was just a part it was just about us being tougher than them that night. Well, um, whatever I, I, it was, the toughness was uh, pretty obvious early on. And I've heard coaches, uh, describe, uh, in fact, Rick Carlisle used to say the, the level of force that we bring to the court. And I thought y'all had it. And even on some of your fouls, it was kind of like, it, it was a, I think a constant reminder to Texas that I promise you, you're not going to out physical us. And though you, I, I thought one thing, and I, I'm sure you were proud of them. They've got they're taller and they were going to block some shots and and yet it never seemed to even phase your players going in amongst the trees maybe getting a shot blocked and I and I think that that that's where some of that toughness came out um, it, and you know I, I, Nikki what is it about the huge road crowds that almost seem to calm y'all I don't know if you feed off of it or what but that's your fourth. Uh, road victory over a ranked team uh, in conference. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Um, have you have you been able to put your finger on why exactly you all seem to function so well in those types of environments? You know, I think some of it is just the energy. Um, you know, I mean, we've played in front of bigger crowds on the road than we have at home, and and so you know when the crowd roars. If, if you've been a player, you know that it's, there's nothing better than silencing a road crowd. Like, having a home crowd cheer for you is great, but silencing a road crowd, it doesn't get much better. Like, if you're a competitor, um, you know, just that feeling and um, that it's, you know, and you almost have to take this um, approach of it's us against the world. And I think that's um, why we're better. I feel like we and it's not just because of the crowd. It's not, I think when we get away from home and we get away from the distractions and, and we're in a hotel room and we're getting our rest and we're, you know, 
watching film for a second or third time that we wouldn't be doing if we were at home. You know, I think there's just a different focus. And then when you go into an environment where everyone's against you, it makes you like find that much closer, you know? And I think that's, that's what we haven't had at home. And that's, we have to be better at that, you know, but um, you know, we, we've set off opposing crowds, you know, and it's kind of why I've been, you know, I mean, we've got one more chance to play at home, you know, and, and I know, you know, you can look at it as being disappointed that we probably won't be hosting, you know, first and second round games. Like I'm disappointed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I think about the fact that we're playing better on the road, um, you know, I, I just, I would encourage people to come out and support um, Jamie and, and, and Caitlin and senior day and all that they've meant to this program, whether it's over five years or two years, um, because we have had those crowds on the road um, that we haven't had at home. Yeah, it's uh, talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, this game was marked by, I mean, this is a team that averages about 75 points a game, University of Texas. You all hold them 20 points below their average. Uh, that, you know, the, the defense – and again, no matter how big they were, you were challenging everything. It seemed like the zone really had them baffled, at least the first half that really stands out in my mind. Um, and then it was just really good the way, the way you kind of went in and out of it a little bit. What was the, what was the thought coming into this one, and, and how pleased were you with the execution on defense? Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that we're the first team that's put our quote center on their point card um, <laughs> and man wise and stretches. Like I just, um, we knew we were going to be, we knew we needed to go. You saw me one minute into the game, um, get bugs in, and that you know I told her I gave her a minute and fifteen minutes of rest. It just happened to be the first minute and fifteen minutes of the game, then she never <laughs> came out the rest of the way. Um, you know, but we knew we had to play big a little bit against them. And ultimately when all was said and done, we didn't do it as much as I thought we would uh, because of foul trouble. Once again, that's just kind of the name of the game for us. But, um, you know, we knew we went zone as soon as Shaylee Gonzalez picked up her second foul. When, when they went from um, two shooters on the floor to one shooter on the floor, we felt like we could do a good job of, you know, kind of making Rory take threes if, if that was available trying to, to stay on Shea Holly and not give her threes, um, but kind of keep bigger bodies near to the rim and give ourselves a chance to rebound, which, you know, we got them to miss shots. We just had a heck of a time, uh, particularly in the first half, keep them off the glass. And, and I was proud of our guards for getting in there and battling. Um, there were times that we had position and then, then it just went long and, and they caught to it. And then there were times that they just manhandled us at the front of the rim because, you know, they've got three inches and, you know, 30 to 40 pounds, you know, on, on some of our players. But, um, you know, when we went, man, with that big group, uh, we put Caitlin on Rory uh, because we felt like um, of those three guards that they have, um, she's so good when she's creating shots for other people. And But we felt like Caitlin could do it, is our best. She's our best IQ kid. You know, she's the one that's going to read, where's the ball going? How can I help? Uh, Roy's, Roy's over there. I can help in. And uh, so we probably would have done more of that if she hadn't gotten in foul trouble. Um, and then Bella was in foul trouble. Um, so, you know, but yeah, we, we mixed it up. Uh, we played more zone or more man in the second half. We pretty much played all man, but we played a lot of zone principles. 
Um, if you saw Bub, she didn't guard anyone uh, outside of maybe 12 feet. You know, she stayed in the mm-hmm. lane and tried to protect, um, you know, whether it was Kyla or Erica or um, Kate, you know, she tried to sit in and protect inside. And we just, we made so much progress um, with those freshmen in terms of, they've always been good players. It's not been a question of talent. It's not been a question of wanting to be good, but learning the game at this level, like so often, and I will, I will say this about Bugs. Bugs played defense. He's the only one I saw play defense in the McDonald's All-American game last year. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, and she played on a really good state champion high school team, um, you know, and, and, and she had, you, you could see that she'd been coached up that way, but, Defense is the hardest thing oftentimes for freshmen to learn and the intricacies of playing the player's strengths and taking away their strengths and sitting on their left shoulder. And, you know, I'm out there yelling, there are other left, you know, like that's, you know, she drives left and we're giving her the, the left drive. And it's like, no, 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 the other left, like, you know, as if we, we lose track in the moment of that. And I thought that they were all really good at like just the game plan and not getting sucked out and, switching their dribble drive. You know, I, after the game, my mom has watched a lot of basketball, but, but, you know, never played it, never been on the inside of it. was like, man, they just, they sure did just dribble around side to side, to side to side and, and not get old. And I said, well, that's their dribble drive offense. And in the past, they've actually gotten quite a bit against us. This is just the best we've defended it. So then it looked like we just, made them keep dribbling and dribbling and dribbling as opposed to turning the corner, you know, forcing rotation, dropping it to their bigs. Like, you know, we, they, they, they can make you look pretty bad. Tell your mom, if you need a break heading into the, the big 12 tournament next week, we'll have her on to kind of break things down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> React to Saturday's game. Nikki Collin joining the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas and uh, you talked about bugs. That was a game you know, everybody played a role in. It was a huge team win. But there's one play that stands out in my mind. And I thought Rory, by the way, walked on the play. But yep. it, it was the breakout the other direction. And I, bugs, and I think Kyla was on the court for that one. But there's a, you know, she kind of walks or something. I thought she did. But then she throws, a, and it's a block. And then y'all get a run out the other direction. And that play really talk about silencing a crowd it, it felt like they had a run out and there was about to be a big moment for them and it went the other direction I know you know exactly what I'm talking about oh I think I've watched I've probably watched that play a hundred times <laughs> yeah like I just because I think it's um I think it like encapsulates like our toughness like it was a game where we never gave them anything easy. The fact that Jamie ran Rory down and ran by her to get her to jump stop. Um, did she get a hand on the ball? I don't know. Did Rory just bobble it? I don't know because that's not the angle we have. Uh, but the fact that Bugs ran it down, blocked it, blocked it to Jamie. Jamie has the vision to throw it ahead to Kyla, who is smart enough when she catches it at half court to say, okay, there's Sarah. And, and the thing that the, the key thing with that was Sarah had gone in on the driving layup at the other end. And I don't, I don't remember she missed it or got it blocked, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. almost like we thought we were going to have two. Then now they're about to get two and now we get two, you know, and, and the easiest two of the game. And I, but I, I thought that that was the case all night long. I'm not saying they didn't have fast break points. I just didn't feel like we ever 
quit on a play. We never just said, okay, let's give them a layup. Let's, you know, I mean, and I think that that play was that way. I thought when Bugs ran Rory down um, and I got the stare down from Vic as if we were trying to be dirty, I'm like, really? That's Bugs. I mean, she's 150 pounds soaking wet. You know, I mean, that's just a kid. And when I talked to the official, he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, there was, there was no reason to even look at that play because she absolutely made a play on the ball. Um, you know, but we just weren't going to just, like, say, have a layup. Um, and I think that those were two plays in that game um, that, to me, showed our toughness, um, that we just weren't going to let them have anything easy. We weren't going to let the crowd. You know, we, we got back and fouled them. Okay, you got to make your free throws. And, you know, on that play, that Bugs fouled Rory, she went over 2 from the line. Mm. You know, so, you know, when you think about, you know, momentum changers or the way you stop something from creating momentum, um, I, I just thought we we just battled. And, you know, I mean, I, I thought Kyla, um, wow. I mean, I just would have ever guessed that she would um, show up like that. You know, I was just really, really proud of her. Well, he, you and I've talked about her, and you know I'm fascinated with her because of her size and, and some of the flur- the flashes that we've seen. But in a huge game, you felt like you know, and part of it foul trouble, but part of it necessity. You get her in there, and she responds in a big way. And I know you have big plans for her. Uh, right now, she's more of a role player. But I mean, I, to me, listening to her, and I couldn't tell one time Bugs was hollering and she was hollering, and you know, the the, the whole team kind of feeds off that. I mean, there's just a there's an emotion that was coming out of them that was. Uh, was pretty remarkable. So I, you got, you know, you got. I guess when you throw and you threw Erica in there as well, you had to, you had to, you had to play a lot of post players. And then Bickle, I have, I love it when they start talking. They were doing all these comparisons on centers across America and some of the numbers, and and I find it funny because I just don't think of her as a center. I mean, I know I'm not saying she doesn't end up there at times or whatever, but it, it's just funny for them to identify her as a center because, as you said, she, there she is guarding the other team's point guard. And she brings that – you've talked about it with me before. One of the reasons you don't want her to foul out, among many, is like what she did at the end, right? When when people are kind of wanting to put the dagger on them and y'all kept getting offensive rebounds, the ball gets back in her hands and she's like, hey, everybody, just calm down. You know, right. we got this. <laughs> yeah, she, um, you know, she just understands the game. And you are 100% correct. There is no part of center in her game. We don't play a center. <laughs> um, you know, Kyla's a center. Eric is a center. Um, Bugs, Bella, and, and Kate are not. So if we have Bugs and Bella in the game together, um, you know, they're, they're big guards in their mind. Um, and, uh, you know, but she's she's done such a remarkable job guarding other people's centers, what she's done with um, Jackson from Kansas. And I mean, you name it, like it just, she's done, she's so capable because of her IQ and meeting people early and taking away what she needs to take away. And, um, you know, it's like, I, I told them before the game, like it's, you know, when it came to especially our freshmen, like, look, we can help you. We can help you in the post, but we can't help you if you let them catch it two feet from the basket. Um, if you can get them four feet from the basket, we can bring help. We can dig, we can double, we can we can do a lot of things. But if, if you let them get the two feet, there's no help for that. You know, and that's just basketball in a nutshell. Um, 
you know, and Kate won't ever let anyone get to two feet, you know? And so, um, and that's just, that's just her being a fifth year senior. It's, it's, uh, the toughness that she has, it's five years in the weight room. It's, it's understanding how, what she can get away with, what she can't, you know, I thought there were some questionable calls on her. I'm not saying that, um, you know, it always happens. Like you don't see the first bump, they see the second, you know, and that's just the nature. Like I thought Jones was giving as much as she was getting um, on a lot of those like post-ups. Now doesn't mean we can chuck her at the elbow like Bella did one time um, as she's running down to settle in. Like that's always going to get called. But I, I thought there were some times where, you know, there was just kind of some um, back and forth um, that, you know, there's no question that, you know, there was, it could have been called either way. All right. Well, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we got West Virginia coming in, like you said. Uh, hopefully the crowd really uh, gets together, comes out and supports um, your seniors. And uh, it was uh, – what is this, by the way, these stare-downs? you got Vic, and then you got Rodney Terry not pleased with – I mean, apparently you can't be on your own home floor before a game. Uh, uh, Nikki, was that, was that an interesting situation the other day? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, interesting is a good way to state it. And, uh, you, you know, all I'm allowed to say is we're, it, there's a, we're handling it internally, you know, is the, is the right way to say it. But for me, it was all about de-escalating anything um, happening, you know. And so we just, we took our team to our practice gym and finished our shoot around. And, um, you know, it was, it was incredibly disrespectful what happened, but you know, you just, you keep it moving and, um, you, you, you take the high road and, uh, that, that's just what we did. Um, was I glad, um, that our men, um, pounded them on Saturday? Absolutely. Absolutely. I felt real good about that. I got that after the game. I said, the best thing you did today was, was, was beat them. And then, then for us to follow up with a win against Texas tech, I just, I just didn't want anyone in my group to do anything that they were going to regret. And I wanted to keep preparing for our game because that was the most important thing. So definitely being handled internally, but uh, you know, um, it was a new one for me. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. I, uh, it was a weird way to start the men's game with a report uh, and then some footage of what happened. And I do like the fact that the Baylor, your team, everybody's sort of gathered over there like, Hey, what's going on over here? So uh, there was, you had plenty of backup uh, yeah, if you needed you know, it. Yeah. But then it was like, <laughs> you, you know, how it, goes, it was like herding cats to get them out of there. You know, everybody <laughs> loves it, loves a good confrontation. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. You know, I look like, I literally looked, like, you know, like you've seen those videos of, like, the mama bears trying to get their their cubs across the street, you know, and one of them's always going back the other way. Like, that's how I felt. Like, okay, let's go. You don't need, we don't need to say anything more. We don't need to do anything more. Let's just let's keep it moving. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was – and that's all I see on the film is, like, me, like, kind of round – trying to round everybody up. Like, let's get out of here. Um, but, yeah, it was – it was a new one for me, so but it was a good weekend against Texas for for both the men and the women. So, yeah, I kind of like to imagine it was it was Caitlin, the one you had the hardest time corralling. But that's the way I'll uh, <laughs> I'll have to inspect the footage a little bit closer. But uh, well, listen, congratulations, tremendous win, and uh, it's it goes with uh, the the amount of ranked 
road wins um, y'all have had, and then the amount, you know, I've seen those stats, 11, I mean, y'all played an amazing amount of ranked teams and had a, a really good amount of success against them. So uh, I'm hoping, uh, boy, you just continue to build on this, and then we'll, we'll all head to Kansas City after you play West Virginia. But have a, have a great, uh, have a great uh, final game with this crew uh, at the Farrell Center. Isn't that weird that we're, we're closing down the Farrell Center as it's far hard. as like conference? Yeah. Crazy. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say this, and it's hard for me to say, but I must say it. Um, being in, in Moody made me really excited for our new arena. That place is incredible. It's incredible. Um, so they, 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 did it, they did it right, that's for sure. So that just made me that much more excited, you know, to be in the pavilion, um, you know, at this time for sure next year. So, uh, but yeah, that, that place is fantastic. Good sight lines, I'm told, and, it, and apparently it's extremely loud for the broadcasters and I'm sure the coaches and players, not just the well, crowd, they, the, uh, the the music and everything, but it, but it does sound yeah. like they've done a gorgeous job. And, and kind of like I saw the other night when I was at Moody, uh, the old Moody, you know, where SMU plays, it, when they the old school things, they, they make the court extremely bright, and then it's like you're in a theater. You know, every the, the seats are kind of in the dark, so that's what it kind of looked like, at least on TV. I'll so. tell you the thing that I thought was, was the most well-thought-out thing I've seen in kind of one of these newer arenas, and I've seen, you know, coaching in the W, you're in NBA arenas, and and uh, but you don't even know that they've curtained off, off the upper deck at the women's game, like, because they, they created these curtains that they then project um, graphics and like, you don't even know, like you just, it's just, it's so well done. Like in terms of the feel, like during the starting lineups, I'm like, dang, like um, <laughs> this is impressive. And so I just thought, you know, I mean, you've been in arenas where it's big and they, they curtain off the upper deck, but you wouldn't even know there was an upper deck the way that they have um, whatever they are. I don't know, tarps, roll up, you know, like the, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really, really cool. So yeah, it was, it was good to get a win. And when it got loud, I mean, it got loud, like <laughs> unbelievably loud. Like that's probably as loud. Um, and you know, they had more people maybe at Iowa state when we were there um, last year and, and especially last year, but this year as well. But I don't know that I've ever played, at least in our league, in, a, in an arena that got so loud in a short period of time. So it was, yeah, whatever they did acoustically, it definitely comes down on you. Yep, and then it got silent uh, toward the end. And Vic, for whatever reason, I had to kind of laugh to myself, and you don't have to respond to this, but uh, nine-point lead y'all had with like a minute to go, and he just didn't foul. Like I've, I, that, that was like a, a weird concession to me, but whatever. I mean, if you want to just move on with your business, uh, we'll take it and move on with the, uh, with the win. All right, Nikki, uh, I appreciate it, and uh, uh, congratulations. Great win. And then uh, good luck on uh, on Saturday and then uh, as we head toward the tournament. Appreciate you, Matt. Nikki Collin on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Bears took a 63-54 lead and then uh, 
Vic just said, I've had enough. I think I'm going to take my toys and head on home. Um, and the game was pretty much over, so uh, maybe I understand that. Uh, next, it is time for the dismount. we got a couple of breaking news items to share with you. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry-Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Elberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Elberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. 
on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. LeBron James could miss several weeks with the sore foot he hurt in the Mavericks game on Sunday. Lakers are fighting for a play-in spot in the playoffs. Dallas Mavericks host Indiana tonight, 7:20 tip-off. Washington Commanders cut Carson Wentz yesterday. Quarterback C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson will thrill at the NFL Scouting Combine on Saturday. Bryce Young will wait for Alabama's Pro Day on March 23rd. Fatal women knock off Texas last night, 63 to 54. The Bears will end their regular season at home on Saturday hosting West Virginia. Baylor men hang on and beat Oklahoma State 74-68. Baylor men finish at home with Iowa State on Saturday. Baylor baseball tonight hosting UTSA 631st pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball tonight at Getterman hosting UTA 6 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, you heard Ward White doing that Sports Center 101.3 coming up in about 10 minutes for Baylor softball, and that's UTA. And, you know, this is a team that doesn't seem to get distracted at all as they continue to carve everybody up and have already jumped out to an incredible record this season. And so we'll see if they can kind of keep that focus and keep sharp as they get ready for their next weekend. Uh, And it's going to be finally, they've been playing all kinds of powerhouses. It won't quite be that way this weekend, but it'll be, uh, they've jumped all the way from 23rd to 10th in the country in that D1 softball site. rankings and then baseball uh 615 coming up right here on espn central texas checked in with mitch earlier today he's got a great attitude about this thing it's not the greatest of starts duke uh things did not uh go as planned gave up a ton of runs but um, there's enough pitching here where they're going to get that right and um and try to turn that around and tonight against utsa at 615 would be a good opportunity and again a reminder harker heights and desoto get it on at uh, seven o'clock over at waco university want everybody to have a tremendous evening and uh, we will plan on visiting with you at um, well four o'clock tomorrow afternoon and everybody have a uh, a great night remember we've got baseball and softball coming up 101.3 for softball and then over on ESP in Central Texas you'll have the uh, the baseball game everybody have a great evening and we will talk to you tomorrow it's time for today's modern media big 12 shoot around exclusively on ESPN Central Texas modern media your full service advertising agency here again is John Morris Everybody, it's time check of Big 12 basketball in today's modern media Big 12 shoot around. Coming up, last night in the Big 12, two men's games complete. Seventh ranked Baylor holds off Oklahoma State 74 68, the final. Baylor's eighth consecutive win in Stillwater. Also, West Virginia knocks off Iowa State in Ames, 72-69 the final. One game tonight on the men's side, Tech plays at number three, Kansas. Eight o'clock tip tonight on ESPN. A look at the women's side of the Big 12, including a big win for Baylor in Austin when we come back. 
Exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at D'Amore 